It was a far quainter time. The Washington Post editorial board didn't know what a podcast was. The president of the United States was the object of conspiratorial thinking, not the source of it. Dan Crenshaw was just a Navy SEAL with two eyeballs. Major sports franchises were free to name themselves after ethnic slurs. And the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria was a place to bring your kids, not sell them to John Podesta. It was under this hazy blur of prosperity that three guys from the same college improv team decided once and for all to prove or debunk every single conspiracy theory in existence by following the money down a breadcrumb trail of John Kennedy half dollars into the wispy Wario's woods of humanity's deepest, darkest secrets. Three years later, they'd wrapped it all up, solving every unanswered conspiratorial question in the book and went their separate ways. But now, five years later, the world has descended into darkness, the shroud of conspiracy theory closing in on us like that dome thing from the Simpsons movie. And only three men can sort out what's real, what's a lie, and whether it's all just one big inside job. And so we'll engage in my third favorite storytelling trope after a movie within a movie and fish out of water, getting the band back together. So without further ado, I'm conspiracy expert Lee Sanger Golden, and this is the Inside Jobs 9-11 Reunion Spectacular. I'm joined by historian Brian Lane. Hello. And Gene Rabbit Hole Benghazi Russiagate O'Neill. Why don't I get a title? <laughs> what, what is it that you are? A bon vivant? A Ooh, good, yeah. storyteller? <laughs> yeah. Man of adventure? Well, How about roving reporter? There we go. That's good. Roving. We're joined by roving reporter Gene O'Neill. Hello, listeners or watchers. <laughs> how, how are you recording this? Is this, is this going to be a YouTube sensation or are we returning to the broadcast airwaves? I mean, this will be on the iTunes. I mean, I don't think we're going to do the video. I mean, we could do the video feed. That's, that's for Basically, sure. we want to know who's writing the check for $200 million. <laughs> yes. Bill Simmons. Is it going to be Spotify or is it going to be YouTube? Mm, I think it's going to be perhaps a combination of the two, but you know, this is one of those things. I, I, I told the fans that we're going to do a live read of the script from the original pilot of Inside Jobs. You told the fans plural. Yes. <laughs> so you mean you told Amelia? I told Amelia, who's she was like, "Oh, I'm actually excited for this one." <laughs> the first time she's been excited. For any of your output for yeah in, including just <laughs> yeah. my thoughts cooking you know activity she's got in an the hour to herself thank fucking god this fucking guy <laughs> so you know this is you know they're rebooting everything right they're bringing it all back sometimes it's just a movie you know there's the deadwood movie and then Are you, you saying know, that we're mulan and you're recording this from nearby a concentration camp <laughs> Yes, we are. We are using ethnic minority Muslims to make Lacoste shirts and uh, and edit this uh, to post online. Sounds great. There's yeah, no and, at all. Gene, you're in very hot water for all your pro-China statements that you've been making lately. With whom? I don't know. With with people who didn't watch Roseanne but decided that it should get canceled again. <laughs> Listen, you're either, you're either going to be in hot water 
uh, um, China or you're hot water with, you know, people who oppose China. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the amount that Gene is lagging is really selling his punchlines. <laughs> I know, I feel like we're playing Counter-Strike with Gene yeah, in 1998. <laughs> hey, buddy, you should have gotten on the LAN. We should be re recording this all at once in the same house, yeah. shouting from the basement to my mom's room. <laughs> Would it help if I paused my torrent downloads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was trying to download Loose Change Two. I was trying to download Loose Change Two for the podcast or for the Zoom cast. Zoom cast was something that you would listen on your Microsoft device circa two thousand eight. Yeah, exactly. Whereas now Zoom is just something where your Gen X boss makes uh, makes the same uh, uh, Brady Bunch joke all the time. Oh boy! <laughs> and then I always say, "I'm Alice." I call Alice. Man, I wish. My boss is younger than me. Oh, man. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Your boss is boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boss baby. <laughs> yeah, my boss is boss baby, yeah. <laughs> wow. We, your, what are you drinking there, Lee? What's your beverage? Oh, you know, this is, I'm drinking the, I found JFK's brain, and I've okay. taken the secretions from his brain and turned it into a soft drink. Notice Spindrift. I hear uh, JFK uh, JFK's brain juice makes you really horny, though. <laughs> it does. That's true. Yeah, baby. He was our horniest president, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was really he was really horny for orgasming. Mm hmm. Uh, well, they said uh, he that loved it so much. <laughs> he was. Oh, I got to bust loads uh, every day. Uh. <laughs> that we know of. I mean. Even in the Kennedy family, Teddy Kennedy was so horny he murdered someone. So yeah, exactly. that's like yeah. that's like a that's a level of horniness that JFK never even approached. He never was getting roadhead while he drove up a bridge, and then fled the scene of the crime. Yeah, but you know, like like any criminal, he returned to the scene of the crime and got pussy later that day. <laughs> oh boy! Oh lord! But yeah, you know, you mentioned Loose Change, Loose Change 2. And that really brings me back to like the charming days of conspiracy theory, where like conspiracy theory was like a fun thing. It was like a secret fun thing that you would say at a party. And it didn't even really matter if you like believed it or not, you know? It was like telling somebody, God bless you, you know? Like it doesn't matter if you believe in God, it's just like a nice thing to say. And now I feel like, the same way I felt when Modest Mouse became popular. I was like, I fucking saw Modest Mouse in a bar in Chico when I was in high school that I snuck into with a fake ID. And now everybody's into fucking Modest Mouse. Why and were you in Chico? What's that? Why were you in Chico? Um, well, uh, a, a friend of mine who became a... Um, burlesque impresario and uh, uh, recently married a um, man who does uh, a whore themed marijuana talk show in Las Vegas. Uh, we stole her dad's, one of her dad's mini Alfa Romeos and drove to her uh, bisexual sister's house in Chico to watch, uh, to watch a movie or to watch uh, Modest Mouse. And that's Lee's high school days. <laughs> Brought with uh, sensational details. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. 
<laughs> All right, yeah, it, it, it is very similar uh, to when the Moon in Antarctica was their major label debut and yeah. started appearing on Coors Light commercials. Oh, uh, there was definitely a time where um, I, I was at a party in the backyard and a guy started explaining to me um, that scientists had discovered um, perfect metal spheres that were deep underground and they were... <laughs> They were built in such a way that it was too perfect to be invented by man of the era they were supposedly buried. So clearly the age of the world is totally wrong and it's much younger than we think. Mm. And that was, that was one of the most insane things I'd ever heard like face to face talking to someone. And I remember just being like, yeah, okay, uh, that's interesting. And you said the name of the scientist was what? Cause I'll, I'll have to look into that. Uh, and now I feel like uh, at any given moment, someone that you thought you knew could say the new most insane thing that you've ever heard or profess yeah. the new most insane belief that someone can hold. And how many holes did you dig in your backyard that night? <laughs> <laughs> well, first you dug a hole into your brain because you're really into trepanation, trepanation back then. <laughs> yeah. And then you used your drill to look for those little holes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it, it really it really clicked over and it started to click over, I think, even before the 2016 election when, you know, the, the presidential, then presidential candidate. Can you candidate. just catch us up to date on what happened in the 2016 election? Everybody's curious. <laughs> basically but the funniest... For anyone who missed it. Basically the funniest thing since the Titanic happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, then uh, I got distracted. Unclear. I was collecting Beanie Babies at the time, and they were in a real bear market. Yeah, jury's out. But yeah, yeah, as we built up to that sort of perception of reality ending event, things I started noticing more things like like that conversation you were talking about, Brian. Like when I first moved to New York, before I got my own pad, I was just renting a room in this like burnt out former rock and roll guy trying to make it as a real estate agent in a rent controlled apartment. Um, and, you know, I lived there for like a few months while I was getting on my feet in the Apple. And we were talking and I was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, this is when we were still doing the pod. And I was like, yeah, I do this conspiracy theory podcast with my homies, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm into that, too. I mean, you know, you, you know, the fact that like, you know, Don Rumsfeld and all those guys, they're, they're lizard people. And like, I thought he was joking because he seemed just like, you know, a guy. And then I was like, oh, no, you can just be a, a, a bald dude vaping and watching Practical Jokers and also believe, <laughs> also believe that the Secretary of Defense is a fucking wizard. I, I mean, I would propose that there's a lot more overlap in the, those Venn diagrams than you're uh, offering here. Um, True TV programming and lizard-based theories. Yeah. Well, I think back when the podcast was going on, we definitely established some sort of, uh, or attempted to establish some sort of baseline of like, there are the believable conspiracy theories that suggest um, various things, but basically like power, power will do as much as it can to mm -hmm. remain in power. So a situation like an assassination, 
where it's, uh, you know, like a JFK assassination where it's proposed that, you know, the government's behind it because they needed to maintain CIA operations or whatever. It's like, you know what, frankly, sure. Well, I'm sure they're up to terrible things all the time. It might not necessarily be that, but if that's the manifestation of the belief, great. But, but when it, when it, what it seems to encompass now is just a complete divorce from reality. Uh, Correct. Not just in the sense of like, uh, oh, uh, the, the queen is a lizard and uh, she was put on England to enact other lizards' main objectives, but also on the left or, or the, the resistance grifters who are just like, somebody's going to save us. We are very convinced that somebody's going to save us from something as opposed to looking at reality and thinking like, oh shit, this is what it is now. Uh, right. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very dark and alarming. And there's uh, just all of a sudden a puppy behind Lee, which is <laughs> just, just a, a new... Just a um, new development. Oh, miss, yeah. What's that's up? Miss Money Penny. That's Miss Money Penny. Hello, dear. How are ah. you doing? This is what happens when you get a vintage omnidirectional microphone, is when your puppy, <laughs> named after James Bond, comes in the room and starts drinking water. You hear it? <laughs> Gene, I would, I would be curious to hear from you about like what level of insanity any family member of yours has been in, in, you know, just endorsing some formerly conspiratorial uh, outlandish idea. Um, I don't think I have anyone, any relatives that are quite like in the QAnon, uh, like spectrum of uh, reality separation or divergence from. Uh, uh, my uh, family, I have both sort uh, of I feel like they fall pretty evenly alongside the like, with the liberals, it's, oh yeah, uh, Russia and Randy Mueller is gonna, is Mueller, whatever the fuck his name is, is gonna save us. Wait, uh, and then on the red side. Um, wait, who am I thinking? Who's Randy Mueller? Who am I thinking of there? <laughs> I think you're thinking of Randy Quaid, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Does Robert Mueller have a Randy Wait, what was, what name again? I don't know why. <laughs> Bob. Bob Mueller. Bob Mueller. He's gonna save. He's gonna save all the libs. Yeah, I'm thinking of Robert. I'm thinking of Robert Mueller's uh, wild uh, half brother. He's like the uh, the Jeffrey Clinton to uh, to a Will to Bill Clinton. Um, Oh yeah, Roger. Sorry, Clinton. I keep freezing on you guys. Uh, yeah, Roger Clinton. That's what I was thinking of. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I have conservative relatives who are also like, everything's a hoax. Everything is fake news. You know, um, kind of the boilerplate. You know, sort of state of sort of uh, I don't know craziness. Yeah, my wife is balls deep into Jeffrey Epstein, and the thing is that. Jeffrey Epstein, like that is, so, okay. As a Jewish person who works in like the finance industry, 
and has a background the economy and has a background in media like watching the epstein case unfold is like being a muslim american on 9-11 it's like no no stop it rocks stop making it look like cheering in new jersey we get it yes (laughs) yeah it's second christmas you told someone driving your cab not to show up to epstein island on a certain day yeah it's just like exactly it's like oh stop making it look like everything that they say about us is true and this is when i talk about being the kernel of truth in the popcorn machine of insanity and that is why it's really difficult to actually talk to people about real conspiracies because obviously conspiracies do exist right and we've entered this time when like actual proven conspiracies are revealed to the public in real time people are convicted people go to jail but people don't believe them and then there's conspiracy theories that are like so outrageous that they make the what was the movie with Sandra Bullock where she plays Doom? The Net. The, the Net. There's like theories that make the net. Starring the girl from the bus. Starring the girl from the bus too, Willem Dafoe. Like they make the this plot of the net in those like 90s conspiracy movies like seem as tame as remembering the, the main. And, and then the largest cable news network in the world puts this on the air as truth. And then the president amplifies it and then goes and like lets the the people who did the actual conspiracies off right so it's hard to have conversations about something like epstein where there is this kernel of truth there is there was a conspiracy he conspired with Gislaine maxwell and and other people to yeah. basically traffic teenage girls and 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 all of this stuff it was proven in court and he was quote punished right um and that is true. And Bill Clinton was like on the flight logs many times on a plane called the Lolita Express. And it's like, there's no proof that Bill Clinton like fucked teens on the Lolita Express. But like someone like Bill Clinton, would he, he's like, it's just like, I'm going to go on a plane called the Lolita Express to not fuck teenagers. <laughs> By the way, Bill Clinton 100% fucked teenagers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I also I also enjoy uh, the degree to which Alan Dershowitz has been just like everything yeah. is fine. It was totally legitimate. Also, age of consent laws are totally unconstitutional. Yeah, at the same time, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh boy. He said he had his underwear on the whole time while he was getting his massage massages, and it so, was an old woman that did it. Yeah, exactly. Jeffrey Epstein had one old woman living at that island that was for <laughs> the kind of more prudish. Uh, um, yeah, imagine uh, going to Epstein Island and it's like, oh boy, I've heard a lot of rumors, and you go in for your massage, and it's just like this old crone with a giant <laughs> mole on her on her nose, and she's like, also, let me invite you to my house made of candy. <laughs> And in my mind, I've seen the satellite photos. I've seen photos of Epstein Island, but it's just Jurassic Park in my island. I'm in my yeah. mind. In, or in, your, in the island of your mind. In the island of my mind. It's like a Jeep pulls up and like Laura Dern is like, what, like, what the fuck? And then there's just like a bunch of just naked teens just like walking around. And, you know, Sam Neill's like, we were right. They do move in herds. 
uh, side note, Glenn Maxwell is being um, held in a detention facility in Brooklyn that is uh, weirdly across the street from like a cost plus world market. So you can go into the cost plus and look out the window and just like see the barred windows of the, the detention facility and imagine like somewhere in there is a woman who uh, committed uh, massive amounts of crimes and then asked that she be detained in a yeah. luxury condo in Manhattan <laughs> instead of her prison. I wish her well. So, I wish her well. I wish her well. She's a great girl. She likes him a little bit on the younger side, but she's great. <laughs> is, this your, is this your Trump? Is this what you're doing now? Is, it's, it's honestly not bad. I've, it's just I've, a parlor. It's a parlor trick. It's just a parlor trick. You know, you do it at a party and the people, people who don't know, there's plenty of people who don't know what a good impression <laughs> is. And they think it's funny. They think it's funny to just say, not going to do it, you know, as H.W. And they think that that is a joke, like Obama used to say. But I wish her well. She's a good woman. I, I got to be honest. There are people getting paid for it that are nowhere near as good as you are. Yeah, but that's like 2016 era Trump. Like, yeah. we need a post mini strokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Trump is still Trump. When I say from... mini strokes, I'm not talking about on his small penis. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, have you seen <laughs> this guy's hands? They're so small. <laughs> In my mind, he's still the Trump from 80s Doonesbury. Like, he's still. He's still that Trump in mind. That's the only way I can make this funny. It's just like, oh, that guy is president, not like just a just a megalomaniac neo-Nazi. You know, I mean, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, was... that's because you're not a learned New York liberal, <laughs> right? Uncle Duke worked for yeah. for the Don. I, I did. I did not find Dune's very funny. I never read it. <laughs> I, I remember I read the comics straight through every day for like all of middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. And like, even when I understood a Doonesbury, it was basically like, oh, I understand this as a joke. Let's yeah. see what Calvin is up to. <laughs> it was like laughing. It was like laughing at jokes in a Shakespeare play. You're just laughing to be like, look at fucking me. I know what they're talking about. And I got that. I got that delicious pun. Yeah. <laughs> well, like uh, a typical response. Joke. Ah, yes. <laughs> ah, yes. It's just basically <laughs> the Antonio Banderas gift. <laughs> oh, um, man. I remember an example of a Jewsbury joke from the early 2000s was that George W. Bush was represented as a large asterisk. Yes. And as his presidency progressed, he started wearing a centurion helmet. armor. Yeah. And it and it was just like, huh. Yeah, I get I guess that's funny. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bill Clinton was a waffle because he was always waffling on issues. And I remember, I remember being like telling my my dad as we're like reading the newspaper, uh, you know, while I'm a kid, and, and I'm like, what What's with the fucking waffle? And he's like, Well, it's because he's a waffle. I'm like, No, I get it, but it's like, why is this in <laughs> why is this the newspaper? Pulitzer Prize worthy. <laughs> I oh, much man. prefer the antics of mutts. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Go, go right ahead. 
Well, but Brian, we were just talking about how like reality has ended and that's basically what has occurred. And it's like, I, you know, I think back to those, you know, you hear these stories in history class about like whistle stop tours of presidents where they would like, they would go to one town and in that town they were like, they were, you know, they were fur it. And they, and the president would be like, I'm fur it. And then they would go to the next town and those people were again it. And he'd be like, I'm again it. And there was no like, there was no ability to like fact check or like the, the people who were again it and the people who were for it, they never communicated. And I, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to draw here, but like we, we exited that reality and we entered the sort of like Walter Cronkite reality where it's like, we trust like a couple of like white dudes in front of a microphone to be like, this is basically what's happening. Like there is the Vietnam war it's between these people. You can be for it or you can be against it, but this is what it is. This is what the president has said about it. This is the pros and this is the cons. That reality has, when you have people that are just like, no, there, there is, there, the, you know, the Vietnam War was just, you know, that was just a false flag operation and that was, those were crisis actors and it was all written by G.B. Trudeau, author of Doonesbury. You can know, there's no longer any sort of like, any sort of like bellwether of what reality is. And obviously that reality is based on, you know, who's in charge, right? Like, you know, the Russian newspapers during, during the Cold War were going to say something different than the American newspapers. But within Russia and within America, there was still like an agreement of sort of like the base of reality. And I'm not even making this, this is not my thought. Like I actually saw Obama speak at Dreamforce a couple of, I guess, last year. And this is basically what he said is like, there was this, this moment like where everybody would watch the same hour of news every night and you would disagree or agree on nuance of opinion, but basically you sort of agreed that was the news. And we've lost that. And so basically when you cannot agree on reality, it does not matter if I'm right or you're right or I'm wrong. If we can't agree on the basic tenets of reality, then essentially reality no longer exists and it's all just a game and that is a terrifying place to be so in this era of disbelief the sort of specificity of what i like to call legacy conspiracy theories like jfk or 9-11 they're not able to like adequately quell the uncertainty that people used to feel like you know when when jfk is killed it's like oh my god i can't deal with how crazy that is oh it's easy to just you know, listen to Mark Lane and he'll make it make sense to me. So, so, so people like have turned to this stuff like Q, you know, who's this like anonymous 4chan guy. And, and what he managed to do, whoever this person or people are, is like incorporate the entire landscape of conspiratorial thinking into not just specific theories, but a worldview that there is this mysterious cabal and that they're satanic sex trafficking pedophiles and they're democratic elites and Hollywood superstars. And they're all waging this war against Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is the savior of humanity. And there's people who have accepted this on the right, but there's also people who have accepted this on the left as well. And that to me is, is, is crazy. And like I've been dealing with conspiracy theorists for over a decade, running JFK 007 and, and all of this stuff. And people think I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, but I've always been more of a debunker. Like 
when this whole 5G causing coronavirus thing happened, I got an email from a VP at my company and she, the subject line was, we need to talk, we need to talk about this. And I was like, oh fuck, I'm going to get fired. And I click on it and it's just a link to a CNN article about this. And it was like, as though any conspiracy theory was not only endorsed by me, but my responsibility to defend. And so I feel like, you know that scene in Blade Runner where like the fat guy brings, brings Deckard in and he's like, I need you, Deck. It's a bad one, the worst one yet. I, I feel like that constantly. Like people are trying to bring, people who are talking to Q supporters, they know that like I have this experience and they, they say, Lee, come on, help me. Like help, help make sense of this to me. Help explain this to me. And I feel like Harrison Ford in that moment where he gets the gun knocked out of his hand by Leon and he looks and he realizes like, I am not equipped to deal with this level of replicant. And that's where we are. And if that wasn't the funniest thing that has happened since, <laughs> since Donald Trump got elected, I would just go fucking insane. And maybe I have. Well, you do look like you're about to airlift uh, some Vietnam POWs. <laughs> nope, just, uh, just an elephant. <laughs> we gotta drop this Dumbo, but we can't swear because it's PG. I like that uh, Lee is pining for a time when a white man with a microphone could uh, essentially speak reality into its existence <laughs> as he is uh, dressed like that in front of a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and towards the end of your little speech there, I was just like, I am opening up the QAnon Wikipedia page. And it is from moment one, just bonkers. Yeah, you want to uh, you want to read it because I mean, like, if you if you had, it's one of those things. Like, if you had explained this to someone ten years ago, it would have been like, what you know, yeah. what kind of reality do you live in now? This is the first sentence of the QAnon Wikipedia page. <clears throat> QAnon is a far right conspiracy theory alleging that a cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles running a global child sex trafficking ring is plotting against President Donald Trump, who is battling them, leading to a day of reckoning involving the mass arrest of journalists and politicians. And I mean, just wild. But what I, what I think is important about all of these things, and certainly about so many of the, um, so many of the conspiracies that we detailed on the show before is, is the sort of what I find interesting is is are the the manifestations of it. Like this one is particularly about like Satan worshiping pedophiles. Like there's so so much already wrapped up into that sort of belief to be able to move ahead with everything else. Um, but what I often disregard, and what I think I disregard at my own peril is like why would someone believe in this like why would someone have this um have to have this sort of belief system and i i would say maybe in a more accepting or empathetic vision of people who are looking to this is that their reaction to reality becoming harder to believe or even just harder to uh, deal with is like, oh, this insane thing that posits that all of these people I don't like are evil, 
Um, that's, that's the thing that I'm going to believe in, as far-fetched as it is. And to some extent, that is governed by fun. You mentioned Roseanne earlier, and I remember that when she, uh, her life collapsed because she believed in this insane thing, uh, she said something along the lines of like, it's fun to follow. And I think when you, when you talk about it being a game, it certainly is like for some people, this is, there's, there's no, for the majority of people who believe in this or follow this, there's no repercussions for doing so. It's just a, a wacky story that is fun to indulge in. But then there are the people that do get wrapped up in it and shoot people or, you know, bring a gun to a school or something like that. Yeah. And that's where it gets dangerous. But I think that like any belief in a, in an ideology can lead to that this one just happens to be on its face like as absurd as possible so yeah i think i mean there's not much difference i think like QAnon is 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 absolutely absurd um and to people like you and me it's absolutely absurd on its own face uh but um at the same time, like, you know, Mormonism is absurd. And yet that is very entrenched in, uh, mm -hmm. you know, various parts of the United States, certainly. And it is the foundation of an entire state's culture and yeah. kind of runs its government there, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it's less to do with the belief system itself than it is with the, like, need for that as a belief system. For whatever it leads to in persuading people to do things or uh, getting support or, or what have you. Yeah. And so I think to, for whatever extent, this is like a weirdly homegrown like joke that got out of control uh, that is allowing people to have fun and believe in this game and, and be able to interpret series of events as they are. And at the heart of it, someone somewhere, if not multiple people, are profiting from it. If it's not just the Republican Party garnering support from wacky people who formerly did not engage in politics, or, you know, various people that are like, oh, selling Q protection kits or whatever. Like, that's yeah. kind of where, what, that's kind of like, that's kind of where I am on my, on my QAnon belief. Like, it's very depressing, it's very absurd, but it is not so uh, sui generis or like unique on its face compared to these other things. So, yeah. I don't know, that's kind of where I am. I, 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 for, for a guy who used to have a, a conspiracy podcast, I truly, like I checked out of it at one point because yeah. it was getting too, dark and sad yeah. um and i will and honestly like i don't i don't i don't have the same sort of visceral emotional reaction to reading about jfk or you know other things whereas this because it's current and happening in the current day in a way where it's like oh this is unstoppable as were those beliefs in the past um yeah, I just kind of checked out from it, but hmm. that's that's kind of a long way, a roundabout way of explaining where my thinking is on it. 
Gene, would you like to summarize? <laughs> Do you guys know that I just came, I just rejoined the room? You're like his teacher. <laughs> Gene's internet cut out, and so I felt compelled to keep talking to Phil. <laughs> that was awesome. This, Hi. No, that was that was great. That was that was worth it right there. Getting the band back together. Yes. I was I was really hoping resetting my modem would give me uh, a decent connection again and it did not it is as, uh, as lousy as it was before i before it just randomly reset what uh what um uh, internet are you using spectrum do you know do you know are you familiar brian <laughs> oh boy are you familiar That's with our work a real problem if you're using spectrum you'll you'll never get away with this spectrum You'll never, there's no way. Spectrum, this, we're already onto you, Spectrum. Well, you know, I think, Gene, you've just, out of the three of us, you, I feel like you're Han Solo, where you're just like banging on your internet, hanging in there, but you're so charming that you're the best one. Right. <laughs> and um, I, I'm Lando, where I used to be like this rogue, but now I'm like, yeah, I'm respectable. That's the price you pay for being successful. And Brian, you're the Princess Leia. Your your intellectual um, nobility, and you know, um, you were once a scrappy <laughs> princess. You know, darting around the Carillion cruiser, um, and now you're you're wizened or wizened or whatever the fuck it is, but you're still royalty, and. Um, so keep banging on that <laughs> that fucking router, Gene. It's what keeps you beautiful. I was gonna say Brian is Jar Jar Binks. Uh, <laughs> uh, in that I am beloved for my antics and racial insensitivity. <laughs> yeah. For your blackface yes. accent that you're always doing. <laughs> oh, boo. oh boy. We probably um, talked about this years ago, but there is footage behind the scenes of Phantom Menace, which I think the behind the scenes documentary of Phantom Menace is actually the best documentary. Ever. That's, it's way better than the movie like it's, by magnitude. It's amazing. And there's a part where uh, Ahmed Best, the, the performer, nice performer, good, good guy, it seems like, he's like, he's doing the Jar Jar walk and George Lucas is like, no, 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 like this. And, <laughs> and he does, the, George Lucas does the full, Jar Jar walk. Um, but yeah, Gene, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think, I think Brian is, Brian is the Jar Jar. So. Sorry, that's, I, I have to be me. Yeah. Um, I also, I also like am an, am an adult now. I don't have time to like spend uh, hours and hours on, on podcast recordings and I have to go soon. It's already, it's already past six. Oh, and we lost oh, yeah. Gene. Oh, no, there is. Just like Han Solo, he gets frozen all the time. <laughs> all right. I tried connecting to the hard line. I'm hoping that helps a little bit. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, Brian, yeah, Brian, you're responsible. And so you're going to have to hop off at some point. How much, how much time do you have? Five minutes? Ten minutes? Yeah, but like five minutes more. Okay. Well, you know, let's let's close this out what what are we gonna do first of all uh we got to do our our old school vote is this an inside is q an inside job brian uh i'm gonna say 
the, the conspiracy of QAnon, we didn't get into so many of the specifics, but it's centered around a person, Q, who is supposedly inside the Trump White House and is uh, reporting facts that need to get out, um, but that like, you know, the media won't cover or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll say yes, I believe I believe it is an inside job because I wouldn't put it past someone uh, from starting starting it as a rumor or a joke or whatever and it getting out of hand. Yes. All right, Q and well, I'm confused. What does inside job mean? It means that Q is real or it means Q is created by uh, uh, someone on 4chan. Wait, we still uh, don't know the concept of our show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is an inside job? As as always, but, uh, is, but is an inside job mean when we said is this an inside job? If you say yes, that means that the conspiracy is real. I think that's what it used to mean, but yeah. in 2020, uh, as Gene has or as Leah has discussed, uh, reality is near meaningless. So yep. it means whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's nice. That is nice. God, we're so mature now. So, so what is your determination? Do you think it's an inside job? Mr. O'Neill. Is it my turn? I, I still don't know what it don't means. Don't wait for the translation. Say, Answer me now. I still don't know what it means if I say it's an inside job or not. Well, I think QAnon was created by a 4chan guy and they are just the king of 4chan now. A site that is basically like a hall of fame of hoaxes and pranks. And every other user on that site is just like, man, how the fuck can you top that? <laughs> Someone will, though, by the way. Yeah, oh, this is, it could, the, the lesson is it can always get worse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's a good answer. I think, Julie, where, where do you stand? I think that there, it, I think that it's kind of a combination of what you, what you boys both said. Like, I think, Gene, you're right. Like, it started out, just as like a fucking joke that someone was just just said like oh yeah like you know chrissy Teigen and joe biden are sacrificing children to uh the devil after they fuck them and um and world market is uh sells eighteen hundred dollar children lockers or something like that yeah, exactly what was the store that did that yeah something like that uh and then and then I think that there are people who are conspiring, possibly through illegal means, which would mean it, it mean it was a conspiracy to use people's belief and interest in this to exploit popular opinion to support whatever their political means are. So I think there is an inside job at play here. Um, and I think that only we can get back to this. It's Jared. <laughs> from subway <laughs> yeah see that's the thing is that child sex trafficking is a real problem and that's what i mean yeah. about the kernel of truth and so this is and i had a conversation with the q person and we'll give everybody a chance to close it out but this is what i said to this person i said look we both acknowledge that sex trafficking is among children is a real problem so why should you and I get bogged down in whether or not it's fucking lizards or just Brian Singer and the executives at 20th Century Fox? And, and I said, let's just concentrate on stopping sex trafficking among kids. And I said, you know what, dude, if it turns out that it is lizards and that it is a satanic cabal, 
no one will be happier than me. No one would be happier than me to find out that Q is fucking real. And if that turns out to be the case, I will be with you at the front of the charge with our AR-15s that I don't believe I should be able to have. But if Q turns out to be true, I will now agree with you and believe that we should have them. I'll be at the front of the line with you shooting fucking lizards. And after we kill the queen, I will say, hail to the king, baby. (laughs) Uh, Lee, if it turns out to be real, like definitive proof turns out to be real, will you feel like you missed the boat? Um, No, I don't think so. You won't, you won't feel like you're getting into Modest Mouse uh, only after they have a major label debut? I, only after they appeared in a Tower Records commercial? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be really weird when Tower Records comes back and it turns out that lizards are running the economy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, because, because Brian, like, I, I, I've done a lot, I think, to, to deal with my own ego over the years as I've, you know, now I'm, a, 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 I'm about to be a father, all of these things are happening in life. And so it's not about me. And so whether it's Black Lives Matter or all of the things that I've been involved with, it's not about me. It's not about look at fucking me. I support Black Lives Matter. It's like, we have to solve Wait, this why problem. why do you do it? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that you like my photos on Instagram. Um, and so, yeah, it's look, the world's promise is not about me. So like, what would it be, would the outcome be any better if we stopped sex trafficking and it was like Lee Golden is the hero, or if we stopped sex trafficking and there's no hero or it's somebody else, like, is the, is the outcome, would the outcome be any better? No. In fact, it would probably be more annoying if it was me. It was like, oh, great. A fucking square jawed, handsome guy with a great mustache solves the fucking day again. I think it would actually be worse. So if I'm wrong as, um, let conspiracy theories be proven true yes. by POC. <laughs> yes. As, as Bill, Mar- as Venkman said in Ghostbusters, if I'm wrong, we'll go to jail happily. <laughs> we'll enjoy it. Uh, well, <laughs> Gene, when, when, when you do that, do you clap on every word or between every word? Like, what is the, <laughs> what is the approved of way to express that, um, that sentiment? I, well, I think when you're typing it out on Twitter, it's between words. But it's try to be. talk while clapping in between words. It's very hard. Yeah, you got to be a, like a John Bonham to pull off that rhythm. My name is huge. You can't do it. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think if, if someone had told me like the only way that America could stop white people from just talking over everybody was just to clap while talking, I'd be like, that's, that's great. <laughs> so if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, I think we've yeah. gotten uh, closer to the truth. I think yeah. this mystery is one step more uh, into being solved. And I commend yeah. us, me especially, for uh, <laughs> all the work that we've done on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should do this again. And look, I know that we're not at a place in our life where we're just like, we just spend all week researching a podcast and then- Can, can spend just four hours at a block to talk yes. about 
the things we don't believe. Exactly. But I do hope that we can do this again. You know, maybe we, maybe it's a quarterly inside job special. Maybe it's something pops in your head. You know, I, I would love to talk to you guys anyway. So we might as well record it and incorporate it in the vanity project of my own po podcast feed. Isn't your entire <laughs> life basically a vanity project? <laughs> yep. <laughs> For the record, my life is such that I can spend the usual amount of no time researching for a podcast. <laughs> oh, God bless you. Well, um, your, your internet is definitely better plugged in. So, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a win for the good guys. Yeah. This is it, man. I'll be jacking off at my coffee table tonight. <laughs> uh, before you signed on, you missed a joke about Limp Biscuit. The uh, not the band, the uh, college. Don't tell me things like that. <laughs> Don't tell me I missed a Limp Biscuit yeah. joke. Get uh, Alan Dulles and uh, Bobby in here, and uh, uh, let's <laughs> and Kenny McCormick, and let's all bust a load on a Limp Biscuit. Um, well, happy 9 11, guys. Happy 9 11. <laughs> yeah, happy 9 11 to you guys, too. Um, so yeah. Until man, Brian gets to be in New York for 9 11. Oh, man, How lucky, lucky is he? After 9 11, Brian was the tallest building in New York. <laughs> Little known fact. And he bragged about it on CNN that day. Yeah, all I have to say is how did Tower 7 fall? No. Yeah. We do that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's for next episode. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. Q is a conspiracy. So uh, until next time. I'm Lee Sanger Golden. I'm joined by Brian Lane, Gene O'Neill. And until we talk to you again, follow the money. Yeah, I was I was like, oh, is he gonna remember the tagline? Oh yeah. I hope you're gonna put the music in. <laughs>